This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Five minutes till the main event. Is this the way my life was spent? Now the winter of my discontent is about to turn a new year. The minister, he's pleading me to save myself. He's reading me apocalyptic verses from a book. I squint my eyes to look at him and said, Save your stories, save your pleas. There's nothing left. There's nothing here for me. You will listen. You will see. Hello and welcome to the How Will I Die pod, starring Nicholas Howe. It's me, Nicholas Howe, back once again to ask life's truest question, how will I die? And this week, it's a bit of a doozy. You see, dear listener, normally when I receive the information of a multiversal Nick and the way that he has died, I'm able to tell that story to you. However, this week is not as easy because I'm not quite sure what happened. I have glimpses and pieces, but it's hard to put them together myself. So I turn to you, the listener, in hopes that you will help me piece together how I died. Well, more so who killed me. I do know how I die in this one. But before we get to that, let's go ahead and set up our Nicholas for the night. This universe's Nicholas is 27 years old, formerly He worked for a small-town police department, but currently he has been working as a tech philanthropist. He, along with a few others from his startup, have been working towards a clean energy solution, something much grander than he. He has plenty of enemies in his daily life. On the night he died, he had several friends over. These friends ranged from fairly recent to the people he's grown up with since he was a child. Some faces repeat across the many universes of Nicholas. Friends like Danny and Jeff and Paulette, each of them had some form of altercation with Nicholas just before his passing. Since there are several options for perpetrator, I am going to need your help. This episode will be focused on listening to the answers given to the police the night of Nicholas's death. Don't ask me how I brought this information or these recordings across the universe. It took me three weeks to do, but just know that this testimony, these statements, hold the key to figuring out this case. You and I shall be detectives of my own death. Something you may not have ever thought that you would be, but here you are, my friend, valued listener, solving a crime across a multiverse, alongside myself, of course. Let us go over the events leading up to and including the death of Nicholas. For ease, we will call him Poison Nicholas, because that is ultimately how he died. The night, it seems, started off quite nicely. Nicholas had invited several members of his friend groups over for a potluck dinner, a normal occurrence in the house, but that many people in one home causes problems. I can see Danny starting something 
with Nicholas. Then noticing hmm, an affair of some type. Then I can see Jeffrey attacking Nicholas. An actual physical altercation. Paulette and Nicholas have a moment alone just before dinner. Everyone has brought something. And then in the middle of dinner, in a very dark room, the lights are gone. And Nicholas, something happens to him. I know now it was poison, but I'm not sure how it got into him. One moment, he's there enjoying dinner with his good good friends and the next he is slumped over dead and thus we begin the statements first we hear from ro the roommate of nicholas a friend more recently but does ro have something against nicholas do they despise nicholas for his cheerful attitude and aggressively extroverted disposition let us hear now from ro in the statement that they gave to police the night of Nicholas's death. Hey, I'm Ro Campbell. Uh, I met Nicholas about three years ago when he started renting my second bedroom. He originally told me it would be about six months, but, you know, here we are. He was great, though. Well, okay, mostly great. Like, he was a great person, but he also always had people over. When it was Paulette, it was fine because they were quiet, but when it was all four of them, they did not shut up. I work from home, so I need my space to be a little controlled, and sometimes I would have to give Nicholas a stern talking to. And when his co-worker Shauna was here, ugh, she is the loudest talking voice I have ever heard. Mix that with all the text speak she would always go on about, and I just, I could not stand it. I have noticed that the last few weeks, when she's been over working on that project thing or whatever, she hasn't really been talking. I think she's been listening to Nicholas more, which honestly works for me. And she's also been dressing differently, too. Like, I think she just started carrying a purse, probably for the first time in her life. Oh, I did forget about Raul, too, uh, the, the cop. He annoys me, too, but just, like, his whole kind of presence, you know? And they talk about weird stuff, since they both worked in law enforcement, but I, I usually tune that out. The amount of time Raul spends here, I honestly don't think that Nicholas wanted to leave that job. Maybe he was still doing it. I don't know. Interesting notes that Roe has made here. Next, we'll listen to Jeffrey, Nicholas's best friend since practically birth, and hear just how bad things got that night. My name is Jeffrey Gibson. I've, I've known Nicholas my whole life. I, we've always been so close. I, I think our parents have pictures of us bathing together when we were three. Really close. This just sucks, you know? Like, the last thing I said to him was that he was a piece of shit. We, we got into an actual fight today. F physical fight. Like, knocked down, drag out. It, it was weird. He was acting so out of character for himself. He He's never swung at me before, no matter how drunk we've gotten. And, yeah, I, I guess I was angry. He made it with Paulette. We had one rule between us. She, she was always, always off limits. I was so mad when Danny told me. When I confronted Nicholas, he said that it was a whole thing. He, he'd talk about it later, after dinner. When I kept questioning him, he he, he punched me. So we, we threw down. I, I was ready to kill him in that moment, but... Not after, though. My, my anger was gone after the fight, I swear. He, he was my closest friend. I could never really hurt him. I was ready to kill him in that moment. We all know moments are fleeting, but passion 
can extend those moments excessively. Is it possible that Jeffrey's anger overtook him and forced his hand against Nicholas? A question to think on. But first, we're going to listen to Shauna, Nicholas's co-worker, a technical mind just like his working on a major secretive project. Could that have at all influenced what happened that night? Let's find out. Hello, I'm Shauna Burton. I work, well, worked alongside Nicholas at a tech startup. We're currently working on a massive clean energy project that, well, I can't say too much because of certain red tape issues that are popping up around us. Just know that it's going to be very big. We just had our first investor pledge $1.2 million on our initiative. Nicholas has put in a lot of work on it. We've spent way too many nights together. Even my cat is getting a little jealous of him. I'm shocked he was able to do so much. He spent time working with me, with his little group, with his stupid cop friend. He was stretching himself so thin, but I don't think he wanted to disappoint anyone. The only time I've ever seen him tense was at our family picnic event. We brought a few others from the startup together to have a nice little get-together with family and friends. He seemed stressed as soon as everyone got there, started avoiding people. It was weird. I never asked him about that. It was actually really nice for the rest of us, though. Definitely boosted team morale. He got much more talkative after that. He asked about me much more. It was nice, actually, to spend so much time with a guy and have him care about you. I mean, I'm just sad it took so long for him to finally get interested. I did enjoy talking to him. It just sucks because we put in so much work together into the project. I do wonder why someone would kill him. I think we're all wondering that. We're all wondering who would kill him as well. Next up, let us hear from one of Nicholas's closest childhood friends outside of Jeffrey, Danny. The one whose actions seem to have kick-started the dread of the night. Hello, my name is Daniel Spencer. I've known Nicholas since we were four. We were in the same little pod at school. It was just the four of us, Jeff, Paulette, Nicholas, and me. We did pretty much everything together. Group projects, birthday parties, you name it. When we got older, we stayed close. We went to parties together and everything. I do feel bad. Before dinner, Nicholas caught me in his room. I really care about certain things, and so sometimes I take them without asking. I think deep down, Nicholas has always known. I've taken clothes and toys and watches and other things from him. I know what he does and doesn't use, so there's no harm. I didn't think he would miss the stupid box. I hadn't seen it before, so when I snatched it, I didn't even look inside. He snapped whenever he came in and found me with it. It seemed like something was wrong with him. And then later, I saw him kissing Paulette. I didn't know what to do. It hurt. It hurt quite a bit. I couldn't talk to him. He was mad about the box, so I talked to Jeff. And that pissed him off even more. They fought, and Paulette got angry with me. I just want my friends to go back to being my friends. Nicholas being dead really leaves a void in what made us... us. I'm sorry, I need to stop. I think it's impossible to go back to the way things were now that one of you is dead. And potentially, one of you is a killer. Let's now hear from Tony, a friend and a neighbor to Roe and Nicholas, who has some insight as to the actions of everyone else in the room when the lights came up. I'm Tony Cameron. I have lived across from Nicholas and Roe for about a year now, and if I have to say, they are good people. 
The type of people that when you walk your dog early in the morning, they'd wave, smile, and ask how you were doing. From these small conversations, we'd learn that we had similar interests. And this led to our monthly movie nights. <laughs> Nicholas specifically got me into the Avenger movies. Well, I'm no elitist. I stick to what I knew. I stick to the comics. But with a bit of coaxing, I gave it a try and loved it thanks to him. Oddly enough, the last time we got together, we watched Clue, which, given the circumstances, is a bit macabre, absurd. I... I checked his body after he died. Ex excuse me. <laughs> I'm a nurse, so I checked his body. I thought, at the time, I could help him. Like I've done with countless other patients in and out of Moses Cone. But I couldn't be his hero. I couldn't be. Sorry, now is not the time for tears. <laughs> now is the time for vex, not feelings, just the objective truth of the matter. This is what I saw when the lights came back up. Jeff pulled his hand away from the table as the light turned on. Paulette <laughs> was mid-sip on her Chardonnay. Shauna and Roe apparently dropped something, and both of them were reaching down for it, and then they came up with a different utensil. Danny was grabbing a bowl I think, of, of bread. I think it was pumpernickel, if that's important for you. And finally, Raw. Raw... He had his hand in his pocket, his jacket pocket, as if he was putting something away. And I, um, I was placing my silverware on the table. I was unaware of what was about to occur. I don't know if this means anything or if it helps at all. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I'm not sure. Excuse me. I just feel bad because I couldn't do anything for the person who was my friend. <sighs> so maybe, maybe this helps. And I, and I hope it does. The question here becomes, how objective can someone be at something like a dinner party where things are happening so fast and suddenly there's a dead body? How likely can we rely on the memory to stay in the mind of someone who's just witnessed tragedy. And with that, we'll jump over to someone who has seen tragic incidences. Nicholas's partner on the force, Raul. Raul Flanagan, a friend, still a police officer. Yet, he couldn't stop a crime before it happened. I'm a detective. Not sure why I'm being questioned though. Nick, he was one of my closest friends both in and out of the job. We started on the same beat together, became partners, and worked side by side until he got out. We made a huge bust on some drug trade guy, took down the whole operation. But Nick said he didn't like the job anymore, so he went into inventing or something. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I have no clue what he does, or did. All I know that he was working on a lot of things from a lot of angles. Did you know he was working on his own secret case? Didn't even tell me about it. All he said he was close or something. We spent a lot of time reviewing old cases. But I could tell something was up. But 
it was nice seeing an old friend again. Maybe if I paid more attention, I could have stopped him from dying. Maybe you could have also been the reason that he died. Sometimes cops are dirty and sometimes they're not. The question is, was Raul a dirty cop or was he clean? That's a question that you may find out, but I'm sure Nicholas knew what the truth was. And finally, we turn over to the secret love of Nicholas's life, Paulette, who he's apparently been seeing for quite some time, much to the dismay of Jeffrey and the heartbreak of Danny, possibly even the heartbreak of Shauna. But what we know for sure is Paulette had quite a lot to say about most of the people in the room. Hello, I'm Paulette. To be honest, straight away, I was dating Nicholas. We've been seeing each other on and off since we were about 15, but obviously we've known each other since grade school. I care for him deeply. I care about Jeff and Danny the same way, but nothing ever sparked with them. Jeff was a hothead who grew up with Nicholas. They were brothers in every sense of the word except blood. I think Jeff assumed we'd end up together. He was always around, but I never felt for him the way I did for Nicholas. Danny is a bit deeper. I know that he and Nicholas cared for each other in a different way. See, they went on a few dates when we graduated high school. Both of them agreed it wouldn't work, and I'm just glad they never stopped being close. Nicholas and I got much closer recently. I don't think we've gone a day without seeing each other in seven months. I think that Nicholas was going to ask me to marry him. He just had to finalize the project he and Shauna were working on. It's supposedly going to be huge, like name on the map huge. They had already started talking investments with big names in tech. He started talking to Raul in depth again recently. I think they were working a case or something. He was a good person, through and through. As you can hear, my connection to the other universe is waning. So, this is all the information I have. This is the information that I can see and hear, and I don't have an answer. Not yet. Working through this, I think that I can find an answer. But I think I'm going to need your help. The question now, are you up to the challenge of finding out who killed Nicholas and why? There were a few things mentioned that I don't quite understand, but maybe my eagle eared listeners or bat eared listeners what's a better listener i'm not quite sure maybe you can help me let me know who you think did it when i come back i'll have better answers for you you may have noticed that this week's episode did not have a middle section well that's because it's been placed right here kind of towards the end the reason for that was i didn't want the narrative to be broken by an interruption so here's the middle section where i talk about things and stuff and things and stuff and things and stuff i am the real nicholas that is the fake nicholas it's a whole thing if you've listened to the show you understand so quick few notes that i need to note real quick we have stickers still amazing you guys know the deal this week's episode hello is a murder mystery where you the viewers listeners whatever get to decide the outcome of what happened Now, obviously, some things have been placed in a specific way for you guys to maybe pick up on uh, some motives and some some ways of death, but I want to hear what you guys think. I've already heard a few suggestions on who did it and why, and I've loved those so far from the people recording the audio. As a side note, thank you very much to everyone who aided me in recording the audio for this. It was a long process, and I'm so 
super glad that I had those people. Everyone who showed up, especially one person who showed up at the last minute because someone else dropped out. Super, super, super thankful for them. I have linked all of their information, Twitter mostly, some Instagram stuff down below. Go and check them out. They're all great people. Some of them I met literally a week before I asked them to record this. So that's a fun thing. Also this week, there will be a spam slam at the end of this episode, as well as a fun little fact that I'll tell you after this week's promo. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get to this week's promos, because we have two. Up first, we have Quiz and Hers, a quiz show that married people do. It's actually pretty funny and educational. Let's go ahead and have a listen. In 1957, Laika became the first animal to orbit Earth. What kind of animal was Laika? What is the only team in the Big Four North American Sports Leagues which shares its name with one of the Avengers? And here's one more question for you. Are you the type of person who enjoys playing trivia games, learning new things, and having a bit of fun along the way? If you are, or if you just want to find out the answers to those other questions, then our podcast, Quiz and Hers, might be right up your alley. Each week, one of us writes new trivia questions for the other person, covering everything from science to history to pop culture to sports. And every question in a game relates to some theme, like Game of Thrones. Internet memes. Sandwiches. Or animals in space. Some of the themes make more sense than others. So if you like trivia, learning, or real couples testing each other's knowledge and patience, check out our podcast, Quiz and Hers, part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Quiz and Hers, the trivia podcast where we test each other's knowledge and the strength of our relationship. Very good. And next up, we have a show specifically about the internet, or at least the stuff that you can find on it. Here's things I found online. In a world where digital content barrels towards us at relentless breakneck speeds, where posts and memes and tweets and snaps rain down a punishing assault of attention-grabbing data, three heroic podcasters with a strong background in broadcast media are taking on the internet. Each week, we break down the trends, technology, and connections that are transforming our lives. We are Things I Found Online. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And that's going to do it for the middle section. Because this week's episode is a little bit out of the ordinary, I did want to give a little bit of a history type thing for you guys. So, did you know that Edgar Allan Poe's story, The Murders in the Rue Morgue, which first appeared in Graham's Ladies and Gentlemen's Magazine, is considered generally to be the first detective story? The story describes the extraordinary analytical power used by Monsieur C. Auguste Dupin to solve a series of murders in Paris. I don't know why that's the fun fact of this week's episode, but it is because I typed in the words murder mystery. (laughs) First murder mystery, and this is what I was given. So, in a way, it is the first murder mystery, and I just wanted to share a little bit of information with you. Give you a fact that you can give to other people. The murders in the Rue Morgue is technically the first detective story. Also, I do want to give you guys a little bit of background. The biggest reason that I wanted to do a murder mystery is that I recently watched not only Clue, which I make a reference to, or someone makes a reference to in the middle of the episode, but also I've been watching a lot of Psych. Nothing to add to that, just the fact that I've been watching a lot of Psych. And that's going to bring us to the Spam Slam. This week's Spam Slam is a beauty. I don't remember exactly where I got this one from. All I know is that nothing in my life has ever prepared me for the words that I'm about to read to you. I believe that this was a text, either a text or a comment on one of the websites I work at, or it was something that was emailed to me, but I don't think that's it. So this is from a gentleman 
who does not give us a name, so we shall give him the name Gus, and here it goes. Good morning to all and to all. I'm here for you. A little testimony. It's been two months since my wife decides to do the divorce. Out of I love him too much. If he leaves me, I will die. Whose I had to consult a master of name of Bosuol, so that he prevents this the mighty marabout. Basso told me to give him nine days to do his work. After the nine days, my wife calls me and tells me that he didn't know what he was making, the forgiven that he no longer wants to get a divorce, and I felt a change from his behavior. And the greatest observation is that he loves me more than before. This master has served my marriage with his magic so powerful. I am very happy he has done this job for seven months. My wife is always with me, with full of love. We are very happy. This master helped me a lot, because it is. After the satisfaction that as having my situation, I decided to do this ad right now. If you are also in the same problem, please contact him. He can also help you. Contact Master Bosu WhatsApp. 1. If you want your ex to come back. Children's problem. Two, if you still have nightmares. Three, you want to be promoted in your office. Four, you want women slash men to run after you. Five, if you want a child. Six, you want to be rich. Seven, you want to link your husband slash wife to be yours forever. Eight, if you need financial help. Nine, plant-based care. 10. Stabilization of nerves. Contact Master Bosu. I believe that I should be contacting my Master Bosu because I do have nightmares sometimes. And yes, I would like to be rich. I I do need financial help. And sometimes I do need plant-based care. I'm not sure what that is, but I'm pretty sure I could use it. That's going to do it for this week's episode of How Will I Die with Nicholas Howe. It's been me, Nicholas Howe. For most of it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes if you can. Because that really helps out the show. And also share it with your friends. And see what they think about the murder and the mystery of that murder. If you would like to submit an idea or an observation you made in watching or listening to the show. Go ahead and hit us up on Twitter at H-W-I-D-I-E-P-O-D. That's H-W-I-D-I-E-P-O-D. And I always respond to tweets. So if you think you know who did it, go ahead and reach out. Otherwise, check in next week when we find out together who done went and did it. Thank you. Like I always say, death is coming. Why worry about the inevitable? Focus on the possibilities. Five minutes till they pull the switch They say you'll only feel an itch But they watch the catatonic twitch And the smoke that flows around you They're beneath the gamma rays Watch my soul just burn away well, Don't you even try to pray My fate is predetermined You won't see me returning and Save your stories Save your pleas There's nothing You will see there's nothing left Salvation don't come free
Boop, boop, boop. I think Dick. <laughs> I think Dick. <laughs>